the Rob and Kale podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale podcast. And thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. James E. Cornett from Louisville, Kentucky. Even they know what is real, ladies and gentlemen. And November is coming. One of my favorite favorite phrases on this podcast, by the way. And by the way, during the history of this podcast, the South Carolina football team has never beaten the Clemson Tigers on the field. But anyway. I do have. Yeah, a, that, he, he didn't want to have. A, he didn't want to have a fucking podcast back when that was going on. Asked him about it. He said, "Nah, bro, I'm good. Got nah, family they stuff. Pod- they didn't. They didn't have podcasts back then, sir. You, you're fucking. Oh, they crazy. absolutely did. Nah, nobody wants to hear all that shit. Anyway, uh, I do have a good friend that is a part of Gamecock Nation. He's the number one YouTuber on the planet as far as Gamecock football is concerned. He is not in the big L tonight. He is coming to you from the upstate where I think deep down in his soul, down there, down there in the cockles of his heart, right in between the cockles of his heart and his colon, he is a Clemson fan. But he comes tonight representing the South Carolina Gamecocks. He's Mr. Kale Hall. Carolina Jackpot, what's going on, buddy? Um, Not much. Uh a lot of what you just spewed out was absolute nonsense and bullshit, but do we need to take your temperature? Take my temperature for what? Do we need to come get you? Do we need to come take you in the morning to urgent care and give you a physical? And something absolutely wrong with you there. You're talking about colons and cockles of my soul and, and fucking Clemson. Um, and I can assure you none of that is true. Oh, uh, now, 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 now. You should be nice. I mean, Mr. Cornette, the head of the cult of Cornette, he knows. You heard what he said. Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. But I tell you what, we're going to have one of our favorite segments tonight. It's called, I, I think I'm going to call it, it's our new favorite game show. It's called Jackpot Slaps Your Ass Down on Twitter. We'll have that for you in just a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. There are people that are saying things, and I'm just like, Jesus, Jackpot's out there. He's working hard. And then you people come with this stupidity, and he has to slow down for a second and act like he's the ultimate warrior from 1988 when he whipped uh, the honky-tonks man's ass at SummerSlam. He has to come in and slap you for about 45 seconds and then run out of the damn ring because he's got work to do. That is what some of Yeah, I'm going to shake the ropes and – Yell and scream and bounce off two of them and just splash you. Yeah, fair enough with that. All right. Anyway, it's uh, it's absolutely true, but it's called a uh, jackpot slaps you down on Twitter. We'll have that game for you in a moment, and we will uh, we're gonna have uh, some other things. Jackpot wants to talk about teams that could be sleepers this year, right? Jackpot. Well, sleeping giants, in other words, not so much this year. Yeah. Just a program in general. He did promise me that he wasn't going to come at me with, I'm not going to go with South Carolina, which, you know, feeds into what I said earlier. Cockles of heart, 
colon tiger paw right there in jackpot. I don't know. Uh, no, it's because you know we've already we've already that ship's already sailed. We already talked that too much. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, we'll get into that in a moment. Let's thank our sponsors, Callaway's Bar and Grill, the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge, Pick'em Contest that we do every year, Jackpot. I've been putting it in the show links. The description is right there. You can uh, go and check it out. Uh, you've sent Jackpot $20. We do not. Someone sent me, do you accept pesos? No, we do not accept pesos. We do not accept Bitcoin. It is Cold hard cash, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you can send us. Okay. I mean, let, let's you send 20 bucks to Jackpot. You pick 11. It's 10 games against the spread every week. We're going to find out who can actually pick football games here. Okay. Uh, B Bean says, What about rubles? No, no rubles, no yen, none of that. It's cold hard American cash. One $20 bill, send that to Jackpot. And you, uh, you can get into the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge, of course. Yeah, it has to be it has to be regular money because I can't can't pay the winner. Say, here's your twenty five, or no, here's your two thousand four hundred and eighty dollars in money, and dot 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 twenty dollars in Bitcoin. Yeah, don't send us pictures of your old woman's boobs either. No one wants to see that shit. It has to be cash. Hey, 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 hey. Let someone else be the judge of that. <laughs> We prefer cash, ladies and gentlemen. Do that, all right? Anyway, Callaway's Bar and Grill. You Georgia fans, I'm telling you, I know there is a shit ton of you that are coming to Columbia this year for week three. You need to go to Callaway's and have dinner the night before. You can watch whatever Friday night shit game that's on there, play retro video games, uh, find some South Carolina fans that halfway know what's going on with life, and get yourself some good food. Go and uh, sleep it off. Then go up and uh, watch the game on Saturday. You should be doing that at Callaway's when you come you to town. Know, you, you know when Georgia's come when Georgia comes to town every other year. Because I was old, old dumpy ship motels on the damn Beltline area of Columbia that always have a damn vacancy side on are yeah. suddenly full. Yeah, they're they're definitely full. And the, the uh, I think they took some of those uh, some of those FEMA trailers and like they put them out there too. So there's that. They just mm. have them out there in different, different parking lots. Mm. Where Hospitality. Hospitality. Anyway, don't go to a – don't come to Columbia and say, you know what, I think I'm going to go to Applebee's. Don't do that. <clears throat> go to an actual mom-and-pop spot. That would be Callaway's Bar and Grill, callawaysbarandgrill.com. You could probably, if you walk into the right time, you might actually have a beer with the guy that owns the damn well, place. Well, Applebee's is classy, I mean, for a Georgia fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's high – that's high end dining. Honestly, I mean, it's like anybody else going to like uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse or something. Yeah. Of that nature. Yeah. Hall's Chop House. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Too. Didn't tweet about it. Um, <laughs> hold on. I need to answer some questions here in the comment because people inquiring minds want to know. Zona Tucson asked me if I've ever been to Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. Then he asked me, have I ever had carne asada fries? No, have oh. not. Someone asked if you, um, someone asked if your Twitter handle, it's at hall underscore kale. Right? Yep, that's it. That's original. You so, just type in Carolina Jackpot. All right, so we've got that. Also, uh, from DNC Trucking and Transport, the 
Fireside Chats with Uncle Jackpot. He tells us a story every Wednesday and Sunday night exclusively here on the program. Jackpot, what you got? Uh, okay, well, um, it sucks to be a Gamecock. Uh, our uh, team has scored three points against Clemson in 988 days. Uh, our fan base thinks that we actually have a shot in November, when in reality we don't. Bless our stupid little hearts. It sucks to be a Gamecock. As always, go Tigers. Yeah, bless your sweet little hearts. Oh, we, I think we can go to Clemson and win. Oh, aren't you just sweet? You might you, bless your heart. Bless your heart. All right, jackpot. Uh, I'll tell you what. We before we get it, do you want to do sleeping giants or do you want to do yeah. slaps you down first? All right, so you want to talk about sleeping giants. Who do you have as your list of uh, a program that may be a sleeping giant, jackpot? Well, I, I, a lot of people might, might not agree with me, and that's fine. But I think that Missouri is a sleeping giant. I think that, um, you know, uh, being an SEC program, they're in a unique spot in the country uh, where they can recruit both uh, kind of like southwestern talent and some midwestern talent. Um, you know, they're not that far from the St. Louis area, which is football rich. Um, they could put a wall around the state of Missouri. And, and honestly, I think with, with the right coach, uh, the right mindset, the right attitude, they could kind of be, I don't know, like kind of like a Big Ten program in, uh, in the SEC and, and, and slap some people around. I, I honestly believe that. So is that, your, is that your only sleeping giant that you, uh, that you think is, is in no. the mix? All right, who else you got? Um, I think, well, I think this is a team, I wouldn't necessarily call it a sleeping giant, but it's a team and a program that is just, I don't think they're as good as they should be, um, and that would be Penn State. Uh, why Why is Penn State perpetually like nine and fucking three? Uh, you know, Penn State should be battling Ohio State for that top spot in the Big Ten East, and they're just not doing it. I mean, there are too many kids from uh, – the state of Pennsylvania leaving the state of Pennsylvania, going to uh, Ohio State, ending up places like that. And uh, I think they should be able to build a wall around that state and have any player there that they want um, with their tradition, their history. Um, I don't know if James Franklin is the right fit. I mean, this guy's been there for a while, and uh, he's done. I mean, he's done absolutely dick. I mean, no playoff appearances, uh, no Big Ten championships. Um, what they might have won a, a damn New Year's Six Bowl, but I mean, who cares? I mean, they should. This team has won national championships in the past, and uh, I think they should be at that level again. All right, do you have another one, Jack Potter? Can I give a couple here? That actually, I've got I, when I thought about this, I came up with I've got one that's solid, but Jack Pot, go ahead, uh, as my daughter destroys stuff here in front of me. Um, anyway. My team that I think is a sleeping giant is Central Florida. And okay. I know people are like, huh, why? Well, first of all, they're right in the middle of Florida. And to be honest, they're going to have the uh, the option to get a lot of Florida kids that some of the Florida schools just aren't going to get, in my opinion. And I think that uh, with uh, with their coach, the old sweater vest that's down there, 
I think he's going to have a, a, he's also got the ability to get recruits too that, uh, uh, in the transfer portal. And Hey, it's easier to go to, you know, Hey, come to Florida and play football, or you can take your ass to Penn state and play for James Franklin, who really hasn't done anything. So I think central Florida, and by the way, they have one of the biggest, I think they've got like one of the highest enrollment rates in the country as far as just the amount of students coming in. And that's important because that means the school has money. And you, know who, you, you know what state, uh, what, what, what school that made me cut you off has like the third or fourth biggest enrollment in the country that you would never think about. Who's that? Liberty. I, you know, I thought about that. I thought about that because of the whole, uh, the tie-in with religion and everything else. Yeah, you're you're probably right about that. Yep. Oh yeah, but the, I think that Central Florida is that one team that is a quote-unquote sleeping giant, and if Gus Malzahn is committed to staying there, and that's important because they, you got consistency is key here. If he is committed to staying there, and he's like, you know what, I don't want people to be saying, you know what, we don't play in a, we're not an SEC school, we're not this, we're not that. No, nah, I'm not all about all that. I want, I'm going to try to build myself up here, sort of like Bobby Bowden did at Florida State when they were basically a clown college. And they are my sleeping <laughs> giant as far as program goes. So, you that's have any solid. Yeah. Uh, that's solid. Uh, you know, and, and I don't have any others, excuse me, in mind. Well, I've got, I've actually got, um, I've got a couple of other ones that I thought I would throw your way here. The first one that is interesting to me is I think Virginia or Virginia Tech should be better than they are. They're, they're, you know, they, they have the ability to recruit that's the, uh, the, uh, the Virginia area where there's been a lot of great talent that's come through there and they get, they have, um, They've got, especially Virginia Tech, they've got a pretty rabid fan base. They yeah. shouldn't be as shitty as they are. I don't understand why they kind of get overlooked so much. But I, either one of those schools, and I don't know if Tony Elliott's going to be the guy that can bring them out of the shadows up there at Virginia. When he was at ACC kickoff a couple of weeks ago, he came in sporting uh, Clemson, like custom Clemson sneakers which was kind of, I mean, they had Clemson stuff on them. It's like, man, you're supposed to be the head guy here at Virginia. <laughs> well, I'm damn. Um, I understand Clemson's part of your past, but holy shit with all that, dude, you know? Well, so, I mean, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech was really good. Um, and then, like, I don't know, around 2010, what was it like? Was it was it in 2010 or, or two, 10, 2011 maybe? Uh, when Clemson played them in the ACC championship game and absolutely just fucking just bitch slapped them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that was, was that like, that was the beginning of the end kind of of the Virginia tech program. And then those last few years there uh, with, with, uh, with Danny Beamer were just kind of hard to watch. And um, I, I think he probably overstayed his welcome a little bit, kind of like Bobby Bowden. Probably should have gotten out of there about 2012 instead of 2015. And then, I mean, they brought in Justin Fuente, who was just a, an a, a absolute failure. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of uh, 
they're kind of in a bad spot right now. Got to dig themselves out of a hole. But that guy who's there, uh, Brent Pry, uh, he's got some deep ties to Virginia Tech, so maybe he will. Uh, maybe he'll get them out of the shitter. I don't know. Virginia was doing pretty good. I mean, they were were, were doing pretty good there with with old uh, Bronco Mendenhall. What, what is that? Is there more to that story than, than what people let on? Why did he? Why did he just up and quit? I mean. I have no clue. I mean, because I thought that was like one of the safe, you know, he was safe there. That was a great place for him to be. And, you know, and he could have been consistent there and been uh, and had them, you know, winning eight, nine games every year. And then every other year kind of, you know, stumbling into a 10 or 11 win season. Then all of a sudden, bam, look at Virginia doing this. So um, can you can you give this idiot JT Thompson some uh, attention over in the comment section? Carolina yeah. is alternate real reality. Still believing they belong in the SEC. Jesus, you Christ. know we, we 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 should we should have history. We may do this in the off season. We can actually do an entire show on why South Carolina is in the SEC and the story behind it, because it's actually really really good. Uh, if you're you're a Gamecock fan, if you don't remember the history of it and how they got into the league in 1991 or whatever it was, it's actually, and Biscuit's got a good point. They've been there for 30 years. Now you can sit here and mock and say, all right, they haven't been one of the best SEC football programs. And I know Gamecock fans will get pissed. Well, we had that five year run. Just fuck off with all that for just a minute. All right. But they've, they've done some good things in the SEC. They've won, what, two national titles in basketball and women's basketball, been to the Final Four in men's hoops, two national titles in baseball. I mean, almost them, almost four. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's not like they haven't done it in football. And I, and here's the thing. I think a lot of Gamecock fans, they trade everything I just said for that one SEC championship in football. They would. And, you know, maybe Shane Beamer's the guy that can get him there. I don't know. We shall see. That's the best part about it. So we shall uh, see how that goes. But my other team jackpot that I think is a sleeping giant and it's going to piss off some folks, Georgia Tech should be better than they are. Yep. Right there in the heart of Georgia. I think that Jeff Collins is a, is a walking disaster. But right there in the heart of Atlanta with all that good football in the state of Georgia, they should be better than they are period they really really should and the fact that they uh they may win three or four games this year is just kind of kind of a shame because i can remember the days back when georgia tech was really good they really really were and now they're yeah not so much jay sharp says gamecocks get retreaded florida coaches yeah just like um shane beamer yeah <laughs> anyway some of the some of the stuff is old and stale, guys. Come on now. Um, you can come up with something better than that. Um, Biscuit says yeah, no one wants I, I to agree the with you. They got to find their niche. You know, they had the niche there with uh, with Paul Johnson running that uh, triple option offense. Everybody was like, oh, well, you're not going to be able to get the, get the high school recruits to come here to, to, play, to, to, to play that offense. Bullshit. Bullshit. You can get them to come in there and, and play uh, Power 5 football. For a power five school, get an education at Georgia Tech, you absolutely can. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. There's our supposed sleeper teams, Jackpot. Now 
Jackpot, I tell you what, man, we've got to, um, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. Jackpot Selection down on Twitter. Let's go to our first, first bit of slapping. Not really slapping, just Jackpot uh, basically uh, strutting it out here with the, uh, on another program. Jackpot, you talked about uh, – read your comment there, if you don't mind, sir. Oh, um, by the way, B.B., tell us who your sleeper team is since our list was uh, was so weak. Um, I'd like to know. Um, my God. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, the Spurs Up show, dude, uh, they had, had a thread there about uh, Gamecock uniforms, what they'd like to see, unis, what are we going to wear here, what, what's our record being – uh, in this uniform, that uniform, whatever. And I just kind of replied to that tweet. The uniform form, blah, 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 uniform color or combo means Jack. It's the heart, desire, and willingness to do whatever it takes to win underneath it. Cliche, but true. Yeah, it is. It is weird. And like uh, Beamer kind of got rid of all that. And that was one of the things he did last season that I was like, you know what? Good for you, sir. When they were, because there's always, there was some dipshit reporter that was up there. Well, what uniform are you going to wear this week? And he's like, we're not doing that anymore. Muschamp had the whole thing with battle armor. This is, and then every Thursday, like what we're going to wear this week, what we're going to go get our fucking throat punched in with this week is basically what it came The battle armor. Yeah. The battle armor. But yeah. And I've never been one to get hyped up for the whole uniform thing, but. Somebody should have battled his armor. Yeah, well, there you go with that. But Shane Beamer got rid of all that shit. And you know what? I think it's great because if you have the mentality of, look, we're going to wear the same shit at home every week, whether it's uh, black pants, white shirt, red helmet. Then on the road, we're going to wear white pants, black shirt, red helmet, whatever. You know what it's going to be. And then we'll have a special thing every We've now We've never once worn a red helmet, but okay. Well, but you know, you have a, well, I thought you you didn't have the, the garnet helmet one time with uh, with the little yeah, yeah, it was garnet, wasn't red. Okay, garnet helmet, whatever. Jack Georgia's Pot. ugly fucking color is red. Ours is garnet. All right, jackpot, fine. But you get where I'm coming from. Just have the same thing. So jackpot, letting people know it's not about the uniforms. All right, up next, sir Ugr. South Carolina going five and seven. Why don't you tell us what fucking games we're going to win and lose since you uh, seem to be so educated on the subject there. Tell us which ones we're going to lose. I'm going to open up the phone lines here tonight in just a little bit. Once we get, uh, once we get through jackpot slaps you down on Twitter. We're going to have that for you in just a moment, but I, I want sir UGAA to call tonight and explain a call. He can't call, but he, he probably don't, don't have no thumbs. <laughs> he doesn't have any thumbs, Jackpot. Get the fuck out of here. He might have a special right. cell phone. I don't know. Uh, this is Herbert uh, comment on Tennessee. This was actually on the on uh, the YouTube comment section when I did my season preview for the the Vols, and um, uh, which I said that I think South Carolina will have the most improved offense in the SEC this year. I mean, I believe that. Um, here he, he's talking about he, – he steps all over himself here. Can we read your it, defense, Jack? 
your defense last year had a real hard time with our offense and their speed of play. We caught you out of position and confused at times. Okay, that's all true. That's not going to change. Uh, I beg to differ. Question is, can you score and keep up? Remember, you didn't like our offense. You called it like gimmicky, gimmickry. Tennessee will be three or four times better. That means your offense has to be five times better than last year. You keep telling me you're going to have five times the numbers. Wait, or shit, no, you're not. You're going to be better, but not five times. Okay, so Tennessee's going to be three times better. So Hendon Ho threw for about 3,000 yards last year. So he's going to throw for nine to 12,000 yards this year? That's, you know, we have to give Biscuit credit for that. Hinton Hooker had this amazing year, and you think that he's going to have a better year than he had last year. Slow the fuck down. Holy shit with all that. Just hope that he makes those numbers, and then your defense decides to stop somebody for a couple of fucking plays. That should be your uh, your logic if you're a Tennessee fan. All right, up next, uh, this one is – this is also on uh, the – uh, Spencer Warren. Here's a stat from last year for all the fans that say hypels spelled wrong. Offense, uh, uh, this is hard to read, is an air raid simplistic offense. Here last year's number running the ball, 53% passing, 47%. I bet that shocks people. Yes, they are very balanced. In fall count, they are opening offense up more is the word. So you didn't see all of Heupel's explosive offense. Word oh, is they are even faster <laughs> snapping the ball with now five seconds gone on the shot clock instead of an average of eight seconds. The only way you can hang the okay, where the bat did they hang the peach baskets from the uh from the goalposts on the practice field? Only way you can hang with the balls is to have a high scoring offense office with depth and a decent defense. No depth, you will get gassed by some tuned quarter. See Mizzou at SC game last year as example. ESPM has said Vols have best chance of any team on Bama scheduled to beat them. Kentucky has SEC 9NF best chance of beating. Is that is this Greek or hillbilly? I mean, all right. Look, first of all, um, let, let me help. Let me help this gentleman out. Offense is spelled with an S, not a C. Defense is also spelled with an S, not a C. There is no shot clock in fucking football, sir. If you're talking about Rick Barnes and what he's going to do, um, you know, Rick Barnes is probably the week before the South Carolina game is probably going to have a nightmares about Gigi Jackson and what Gigi Jackson is going to do. But We'll worry about the shot clock then, all right? But there is no fucking shot clock in football, sir. That's why it's hard for me to take you Tennessee fans seriously because you think there's a fucking shot clock in football. Oh, it's called a play clock, clock, play clock, sir. And it's a second to see there's no, it's 2ND, not 2MD. I don't know what the fuck ESPM is. Can any, can anyone can anyone explain that to me? What is ESPM? It looks kind of like spam, like the hey. not like not like the email like spam, but like the the stuff in the can that tastes really good when you fry it. 
You like spam? You fry up some spam jackpot? That's not bad. Spam with mustard when it's really when it's not quite burned, but it's yeah. really, really, really well done. And yeah. some some toast. You take yeah. two pieces of loaf bread, toast it, put some mustard on there, some pickles, and some spam. Man, good eating right there. Uh, another comment, and Jackpot actually sent me this. He said, Tennessee fans wonder why we say shit about them. We say shit about them because their comments are like this. And I don't, you know, uh, yeah, uh, this guy, um, uh, you know, uh, he was, I don't remember what he was was telling me. He was talking about about our, our schedule. And I, I said, well, I mean, look at your non-conference schedule. I'm like, it's, you know, it's pretty pathetic. I'm like, you're, you know, you got a hundred percent chance of winning three games, and probably I say a seventy percent on the third one. And um, you know, I said you don't face a top five team in a non-conference, and to which he said, and you don't face Bama and Georgia each year. UT and South Carolina schedules are even on the difficulty scale each year. Yeah, but we both face Georgia. I holy shit. I mean, uh, wait, what? Uh, what the fuck? I, uh, I, uh, I, I, got, I got nothing. I mean, someone needs to remember, you know, inform this guy. South Carolina plays in the SEC East, so they're gonna play Georgia every single year. What this guy should have said was, "I don't know shit about fuck," and just move on. But he just kept on typing. Punch out, ladies and gentlemen, when you start these comments, because some of them are really bad. The next one. Jesus Christ. Jackpot. Uh, Karen Torres basically says, rent-free because you love that phrase so much. Go Vols. I think we get under your skin because even in our down decade and a half, your program still can't compare. You wish you had the tradition and success that we've had. There's no reason why historically the Shamecock should have been so bad, but y'all have been. It must eat you up to know that you'll never recruit to a level true to compete for national titles. The best you can hope for is a lightning in a bottle like Spurrier, but will never have sustained success like your daddy's. 28 and 10 all time, and we've been hot dog water for almost two decades. I do think it'll be a close game this year, though. But it'll fall our way because we still have something to play for, and y'all will be lucky to get to the toilet bowl. Okay, Jackpot, go ahead. You do realize we're seven and seven against them since two thousand eight. But uh, anyway, I did say you're not wrong. However, it becomes a it becomes a de- if it becomes a down decade and a half, you're not just down. You're just a sorry program. I mean, you know, we, we, you know. Um, I did throw the jab in there. We won't recruit to the level. We're not cheating, stuffing money in fast food bags, hiring pie in the sky, snake charmer head coaches, i.e. Butch Jones, i.e. Jeremy Pruitt, i.e. dot, 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 insert name here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's insane. Uh, it's funny that they think like that too when they haven't been really good at all. Anyway, the last B- one. B Bean says UF is South Carolina's daddy. Yes, last year we were guilty of parental abuse. Exactly. All right, Jackpot. Yeah, okay, this is some dumb fuck Clemson fan. This was over on Instagram. I went there today to 
I don't know. It's clearing some stuff up. And uh, Spurs Up show, dude, back earlier in the summer, was talking about the five best uh, South Carolina quarterbacks he had put up like a poll. And I said, you know, you, you kind of got to include Todd Ellis on there. Um, you know, the guy, you know, ushered in the run and shoot offense. I mean, threw a hell of a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he threw a hell of a lot of interceptions. But I'd made the comment on there to uh, Spurs Up show, dude, that, um, you know, quarterbacks threw a lot more interceptions back then. I and mean, they, they just did. And um, uh, this is actually a Clemson fan, uh, goes by the Instagram handle Charles Loves Jessica. Okay. Who cheated on who? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I think I, 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 I think Jessica took the took the 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 long dick, but anyway, uh, it's at Charles. Got it. Pop, looks like you're mistaken. Which I had said uh, in 1989 when Todd Ellis went down injury in that NC State game that we were five. I said we were undefeated. Okay, we were five one and one. Fucking excuse me. Um, he says South Carolina was five one and one going to game. He got hurt. None of the games after that changed the LSU quarterback. How in the hell do you think interceptions were more prevalent back then? Teams throw more touchdowns and interceptions now. Ellis was inconsistent. He was fortunate to have good defenses. Okay. Uh, did you ever live through the 1986 season? On a good note, the video of you watching two twenty-one Clemson football games is an all-time classic. Um, which, you know, I let this idiot know that just now find a comment hating the fact that um, oh, sorry. Hold on, I'll bring it back up. Hold uh, hating the fact that I uh, didn't respond to it. Hold on, I'm bringing it back up. Give me a second. I thought you were done. My bad. All right, there it is. So here's your response. Go ahead. Uh, really early, go back and look at the stats of Vinny Testaverde, Steve Berline, any college football quarterback that got drafted. Receivers not as athletic. It's not enough technology and coaching to be able to. Um, and I'd said something about, you know, get, you know, run, you know, proper run, proper route running, da da da, stuff like that. You didn't have as many wide receivers either. I mean, you basically either lined one or two up. So it wasn't a real uh, question of where the ball was going. But anyway, right. I mean, some, some dumb, ram, dumb, random, dumb fuck Clemson fan knows more about my own team than I did. And I went to every damn game back then. We had seasons tickets and uh, I was a big old cop then too. So, yeah. Don't tell me what the fuck I already know. Exactly. All right, Jackpot. Uh, we're going to open up the phones. 803-470-2905. That is the number to dial. I'm putting the number on the bottom of the screen, so it's just like Sesame Street when you were a kid. Yes. There you go. Call the show now. 803-470-2905. If you would like to get involved with the program, very simple. That's the way to do it. And the lines are open. We're going to welcome into the program. Good evening. Hey, it's Big Barney Ross. It's that time of year. Football season is right here upon us, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody's talking crazy. Our right tackle's going to throw for 17 touchdowns. Our punter's going to have the most sacks. Uh, look, I never understood this. Teams will argue with each other that's going to come in second, third, and fourth. You know, in Major League Baseball, everybody hates the Yankees because they always win and have the highest payroll. It's just easy to hate them. Why don't they do that in SEC football? Why don't we talk smack about Georgia and Alabama? But instead, you know, we're on here about Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, you know, the bottom tier. Hey, we're your daddy. 
We own you. Yeah. All right. You're going to come in third. Have a great year. Big Barney Ross. Y'all think about that. I'm out of here. <laughs> he, he's right. Y'all have a great year finishing fucking third. <laughs> uh, Papa B says no crying from Jackpot this year when they were losing to Vandy in the fourth quarter of the backup quarterback. No, I didn't cry. They were they were losing when I cried. They weren't losing to Vandy with a backup quarterback. We were losing with the damn starting quarterback. Uh, the damn backup quarterback came in um, from the fucking uh, I don't know. Put his clipboard and his blackboard down and came in there and threw a damn touchdown pass. All right, welcome into the program. Good evening. That's all you've got? Okay. okay. You fucking redneck, cousin fucking, chicken fucking, hillbilly, goddamn East Tennessee outlaw mud show piece of shit. 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. Call the program if you want to get involved with the show. Want to talk about your team that is uh, that is your sleeping giant? Uh, um, someone did- Le- oh, Leonard, Leonard has asked this question twice. Um, who is your choice? Who would be your choice to replace Satterfield after Beamer fires him after the season to save his own ass? Um, hmm, that's interesting. What would you think? I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, and I think it's going to come down to I think he's going to try to find someone that's that has the offense that uh, the kind of offense that he wants to run. I think that Shane Beamer. And you got to remember the start of this. And I'm not making excuses for Beamer. You signed on. You knew what you were getting into. But this is still fuckery from Will Muschamp. And people are like, why? Why are you saying that? Because he brought Mike Bobo into the program. And people seem to forget that Mike Bobo said, hey, I'm going to stay and be your offensive coordinator, Shane Beamer. But then he was a cock-sucking pussy bitch and left in the middle of the night and ran out on his word. And I'm not a Gamecock fan at all, but he he gave his word to someone. He said, yeah, yeah him, your him offensive coordinator. Him and Tracy Rocker both loaded up their matching Ford Pintos, cleaned their damn yeah. lockers out in the middle of the night, and hightailed it. Yeah, and they just left. Hightailed so it down to Auburn, <laughs> had a losing fucking season, lost to fucking yeah. Houston in the damn nobody-gives-a-fuck bowl, um, and almost yeah. got your damn coach fired. After some bitch hadn't even been there a damn year yet. But then Shane Beamer thought, all right, I've got that figured out. I've got someone that's uh, a veteran offensive mind that knows the ropes here at Columbia. This is something that's great that can help the program. And guess what happened? He had to go out and find an offensive coordinator after everybody had already been through the coaching searches and everything else. He thought he had it done. And that pussy bitch packed up in the middle of the night. People need to understand this. That's just the way that it is, and you got to be fair with that kind of thing. Did he did, did get somebody did, off the wood pile? Did they fire him, or is he still their OC? No, he's not there anymore. Welcome to the program. Good evening. <laughs> hey, I know South Carolina's been rolling in the SEC with the whopping zero championships. SEC. I just want to know, Jack Paul, how was that 1969 ACC title feel? Feels great. I mean, we have more of them than Miami does. They've been in the league a lot longer than we have. Mm. 
803-470-2905, if you'd like to join the program for this evening. But yeah, and he had he had to get Satterfield, who, let's be honest, has a bit of a checkered past, but he had to get somebody in there to call plays. Yeah, it's, you know, you're not going to get the creme de la creme when you're uh, working on a short timeline. All right, let's see who this is. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Yo, spill it. Yeah, what's up? What you got for the show, what's man? What's up? You know, the, the one thing Carolina needs to do is grow a bigger bag. Wait, what? All right. I mean, you're not committed to winning. I mean, it's very simple. All right. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate you calling the show. You have a good night. I mean. Five-star caller. I mean, I tell you what, it, it is late this evening, but... uh that caller. That's fucking trash. Do better. Do better. Let's go back out to the phones. All right. So this person has called three times this evening. Let's see if he gets it right the third time. Welcome to the program. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's the deal, sir. If you're going to keep calling the program and trying to screw with the phone lines, I have 16,000 followers on Twitter. I'm going to tweet out your phone number. Don't call and fuck with the program. That's how this shit works. All right? Tired of the silliness. You want to sit here and fuck around? That's fine. If you want to call and actually do something that's worthwhile for the program, we'd love to take your call. If you want to be a cunt, then we'll treat you like a cunt. We'll send your phone number to everyone on the planet. How's that working out for you? 803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-470-2905-803-
uh was it, it wasn't rem was it i don't think it was given no it was some no i can't remember oh oh with the uh, blondie yes that's it blondie yeah i can't play that anymore because it doesn't work can't play uh can't play that song anymore so because it just doesn't work anymore so that's not going to work for them thomas says that looks like the arrow at his local strip club hmm, okay Biscuit says that's the last time that Tennessee was relevant. Good point. All right. Well, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. JT Thompson says, great show. Keep it up. Carolina must move forward. The only other option is backwards. Fuck that. Um, uh, what? Who was the coach at Tennessee the last time they – or when they won their national championship? Was that Johnny Major's? I think it was Fulmer, wasn't it, in 1998? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Didn't they win it with Fulmer in 98? Yeah. All right. Uh, Leonard says, Uncle Lou threw out Arenada's name as a potential replacement for Saban whenever he hangs it up. Thoughts? Um, I don't – I think Arenada's, like – I think he's happy at Baylor. But, like – and Jackpot, tell me if you feel like this too. No one wants to go in and take that job after Saban. You know? I mean, because you're trying to fill what Saban did there. And so I, I think it's gonna, they're gonna have like a almost like a it's almost like a like the Iron Sheik, where they have like a transitional champion. They'll bring in the Iron Sheik, beat whoever the hell he beat. Bob Backlund. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so he beat Bob Backlund. Mr. Bob Backlund. Yeah, Mr. Bob Becklin. I think that's what they'll have. They have a transitional guy. And if the transitional guy takes off and rolls, then they'll keep him. But if not, they'll go find somebody else. Uranata. Sorry, Baylor man. I didn't pronounce his name correctly. Uranda. Okay. Aranda. His name. Aranda. Guy who coaches at Baylor. There you go. So... Uh, Biscuit says, who would follow Saban? Butch Jones? You know, that's not really that crazy because he, he'd be the perfect transitional guy. So there's that too. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, Butch Jones, why not? Get the he's fuck in, out of here. Fuck. He's in Saban recovery camp, why not? Yeah, and he's a, he's a damn coach right now at Arkansas State. He gets housed every fucking yeah. Saturday. They ain't going to hire him. State. <laughs> Thomas wants to know if they we wouldn't stop hire him. him to, they wouldn't hire him to clean the damn job straps. Why not? All right, hold on. Let's go to the phones. And welcome to the program. Good evening. Good evening. This is Bob Fulton. How are you doing this late night? Uh, sir, Bob Fulton has passed away. I will not have you. Hey, uh, Bob. Bob Fulton. The stadium rocks. Oh my, Tommy. Once he got going, he can run the 110 too. He just outrun everyone. What game was it? What year? What's that? Hello? Hello? I don't know. Hello? Tell us what year. Hello. What 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 was it? Yes. Yeah. The rival game, uh, Walker versus Rogers, 1980 in Athens. Uh Hurst's freshman year, everybody thought he'd win the first. The uh, Heisman that year, uh, he did out on okay. George, so to speak. I had Emmanuel Weaver uh, not rough that punter. Uh, we probably would have won that game. Do you remember that one, Jackpot? 
I, I was very, very young, and I've, I've seen highlights of it. I think it was on the ESPN Classic Network, actually. Um, is that it the probably one was. Very good game. Yeah, George Rogers, uh, he had around like a 70-yard touchdown in that game, and, and the Georgia defender had the, the angle on him and just outran him to the, to the end zone. I remember that. Wait a minute, you're talking about the game in Athens? That year, 1980? Yes. Actually, actually, I don't remember Rogers scoring a touchdown game. It was uh, uh, it's on the 39. I saw the nine. No, it, it's Carl West. Make that Carl West. Okay. I saw the nine. I'm so used to saying George, but it's 39 and not 38. And that was, you know, um, if I'm correct, I believe uh, Carl West scored a touchdown. I don't want to say George. Uh, scored a touchdown that game um but herschel did did score a long one and uh i just bring that up because uh i remember bill waggy was the uh, w w uh what is it wis radio or wboc radio back then, back in the day and i think he went to baton rouge maybe later on after that perhaps uh do you remember that uh personality bill waggy i don't remember that well, anyway, that's that's just going back way back in the day, and uh, yeah, I grew up uh, listening to Bob Fulton, and uh, and that'll be the ball game. And he had the little, and he talked to Frankie. You tell Frankie uh, hello, and he's talking to Frank McGuire, and I just I listened to all of them. You know, he, he was the voice. I mean, yeah, Bob was. was the reason I'm a Gamecock today. The way he back uh, back just, back just uh, and everything wasn't on TV. Sure. All right, caller, appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. There you go, Jackpot. And he was yelling. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Final call for calls. 803 Yeah, but I mean, back in the day, I mean, you know, the, your radio voice was, that was the voice of your team. I mean, that was, you know, I mean, everything wasn't on television back then. You were lucky if you were on yeah, TV yeah. twice a year. Yeah, you had to actually listen to the games. It was very, very important to, to, to know that kind of stuff. All right, let's go back out to the phones. And welcome into the program. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? My name is Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Hi. Hey, I'm just I'm uh I'm just calling to say, you know, I've been I've been born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina my whole life. But I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan for life. Tennessee is okay. huge this year. I don't care what anyone says. 12-0 and 0 is a very real possibility. Okay. Okay, anything else? I mean, I just – I know our defense – I think our offense is set in stone, like going to be top three SEC. I don't think that's much of a debate. Hello. Hooker has a, okay. So you think you're beating Alabama? I think I'm thinking at ten and two at worst. If I'm gonna twelve and zero is obviously what you want, but I think oh yeah, I forgot about the Alabama thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think Alabama. We can beat Alabama. It's at is it at home or away? I can't remember. It's it's in Knoxville. It's at home. It's at home. It doesn't really. It's at home. Matter. I think we can win that one. I I, I think Will Anderson is gonna uh, eat Hendon Hooker okay. for lunch. In that game, and then Hooker's got and then Hooker's got legs. He's got legs. I, he, he, I, I really think Hooker. 
Hooker is the top three finalist. He's going to be in New York in December. That's I, I think that's easy. Sure. All right. Anything else? Um. What do you think? What is honest prediction? South Carolina Tennessee game this year. Um, that's a little ways down the road, but I I picked South Carolina to win that game. Oh. Carolina 38-35. I don't I I'm not a big I think Beamer's I'm not I don't hate Beamer. I, I never thought Muschamp was an answer. I will say Muschamp was terrible. But we've had bad coaches too, so but I, I generally think Muschamp's just an asshole. 40, 45, 45, 24 games, Tennessee takes in Columbia. No. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you calling the program. Uh, as always, uh, thanks a lot. So there's that. Yeah, one more question, if you don't mind, though. Sure. Uh, what's your opinion on this whole Dabo Sweeney brother situation? Okay. That he got him? Well, he's some slapdick from East Boga, right. you know, community college. Look, Dabo I mean, do you Sweeney's... not think the whole Sweeney family is involved in this? I think it's hard to turn a blind well, eye to this because you got um, you got Deshaun Watson out here breaking laws. I mean, this might okay. be one whole big connection that everyone's turning a blind eye to because you know well, it's Clemson, and, but you know, and, I think and there's that's, a story that's, there to be seen. Okay, well that's fine, but they've invested. Hey, now, now I can definitely smell what you're cooking here. Well, and, and and under that logic, why don't we just talk about how JFK wasn't killed and he's coming back and. We can just go follow all the QAnon stuff. We'll just do all of that because all of that makes sense. You're trying to string stuff together and see people don't know, or maybe they just didn't, they haven't really done their research. And, and I understand that. And you being a Tennessee fan, it might be hard for you, but here's the thing. I don't think that you can be cured from uh, being a sexual deviant the way that uh, Sweeney's brother is. Okay. He had a traumatic brain injury and apparently that's what's fucked him up. Uh, I don't think he should be on the street again ever, but for people that are tying Sweeney to that, it's insane. Sweeney hasn't been out there touching other Dabo Sweeney hasn't been out there touching other people or doing anything like that. It's just silliness. It's basically what well, it I, I, I don't to. think, I, I don't think Sweeney himself has been involved. But it's very real sure. possible that he knew about it, and he just didn't want to say anything because of his brother. Well, you, we, uh, we can't, we can't sit here and 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 try to say, all right, what he knew and what he didn't know. You know, if he knew about it, then and like if it was like whole Joe Paterno watching uh what's his name rape little boys in the shower or knowing about that, and not doing anything about it, then Sweeney should be held accountable for that. Completely agree with you on that, but you know, until we have proof, it's kind of hard to go with that. So. All right, I'm I'm gonna do a private investigation, try to figure one that myself. Why when don't it, you when do it that? comes out, you guys will remember Thomas, the Tennessee fan, told you so. Sure, the Tennessee fans been calling the show with a lot of things. You also said Tennessee was gonna go 12 and 0. Billy, the Tennessee fan, said they were going 12 and 0 too. So there's that. Just wait, Edit Hooker, Heisman, it's happening. All sure. right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, All right, have Jack a good Jack Pot, yes. I have one other thing for you too here. Uh, these are things. These are things that I am going to bet on this season. That I uh, my favorite bets going into the year. All right, I thought I'd share these with you guys. Um, I'm going to place a bet on the under on Clemson and NC State. Whatever the under is, I don't know what it's going to be yet, 
but I'm placing a bet on the under because I think that's two of the best defenses in the country. It'll probably end up being like a 10-6 game. Seriously. Mm. I also like Georgia covering whatever the spread is against Vanderbilt. If it's 35, Georgia covers. <laughs> All right. No love, no love uh, for the doors, huh? No, this isn't an SEC. Uh, this isn't an SAT contest. Uh, and Clemson will cover whatever the number is with South Carolina in November. And uh, I put this out there for Peg and Megan. He, he was talking about how he thinks Texas A and M is going to beat their win total. Whatever their win projection is right now, I think it's at 10. If it's at 10, I'm taking the under. He's got him at 11, and he says he's got to do some research. Maybe he'll drop his nuts eventually, and he'll be like, you know what? I I like Jimbo Fisher so much. I mean, he's wiped his dick on the curtains of my house several times, but uh, I like him enough that I'm going to go with that. They will not finish with 10 wins or more. This is this is not the second show in a row you've talked about dicks being wiped on curtains. Do you yep. have some kind of fetish with that? No, it's like marking your territory, though. You never wiped your dick on weird. It Sir, is kind of weird. Sir, UGA says mine is under for South Carolina win-loss, 5.5 win total. Uh, there you go. Well, why don't you go bet your fucking mortgage on that, huh? Come December, you'll be living in a fucking teepee. <laughs> TP. All right. Well, there you go. JT says, uh, I'm not going to read JT's comment. Biscuit agrees. Texas AM ain't winning 10. Uh, Papa V says, Ole Miss at home in the Egg Bowl. Take the Mississippi State money line. Okay. Texas eight and four ain't winning 10. Yeah. And I, I, I talked about that the other day in a, uh, a video I did. With the thing about it is, Texas A&M finishes eight and four every year. You know, they talk about the white Kevin Sumlin, this and that, and I'm like, damn, you know, that's all funny. But the thing is, that as a Gamecock man, I mean, we can't, we can't join in on that. We can't join in on that fun making. We can't join in on that fuckery because, um, yeah, we'll never beat them. We won't beat them. South Carolina. Here, here's another thing. South Carolina has a better chance of beating A&M this year than A&M does of winning 11 games. I really – I kind of don't want to see South Carolina beat Texas A&M ever because it's like something's wrong with the world if that actually happens. Yeah, good point, man. All right, Jackpot. Well, it's been a good show, man. You got anything else you want to – Someone was uh, calling. Uh, they, they hung up. Um, off. Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to roll with today? Uh, oh, Leonard says, any chance FSU knocks off LSU in the Sunday night game Labor Day weekend? I doubt it. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt that. I mean, I just think Brian Kelly's a better coach than old uh, Jay Norvell or whatever, whatever his name is. Mike Norvell? Mike Norvell. It's basically a home uh, game for LSU. Yeah. Daddy O says we still got the boom pox. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, anyway, we appreciate you guys as always. And uh, we will see you uh, see you later on as we uh, roll along here with the Robin Kale Show. Thank you guys for checking us out. Mm-hmm.